great sometimes. Right. But if you're if you're like over the top great for like three months mm-hmm. and you just fall off the bandwagon, like I'd rather be. Con- I I just love that motto: consistently good. Totally. It's uh, it's a good one. <laughs> Even though I went this, oh, I just took this out of the closet, which is kind of neat. But it says, uh, I just read this and I just got chills. It said, good things take time. Dude, that's beautiful. I love, I love that you got that up there. You got a few things that say. See. I bought that at an auction. They got a state sale. It's actually oh. really cool. So that wasn't a garage sale. That was a little bit more fancy. Yeah. Well, like, just in uh, terms of what they were selling, everything from the estate or a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I don't know. State sales the wrong word. Okay, it was that this woman used to. We found her back two summers ago. She used to stage houses, like multi million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. So she'd somebody they'd hire her. She'd put all the furniture stuff in for photos and stuff. They she'd stage houses. That's a big thing. Yeah. Well, she got cancer. Ooh. And all so all the inventory of years she'd built up to stage houses. She got cancer, was going through chemo, and couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we got linked up with her. My mom like somehow got in touch with her, and she had like four. Dude, you want this like freight elevators, like the ones you see in like the movies where like the bikers ride them up in like their motorcycles, and it's like you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. they have the garage, the garage door that like slides down. Yeah, we went up. Like, it was downtown, and went into like one of those, and just like four floors of like stuff. Yeah, we bought like a couple couches. We bought, I bought, I bought that for like 30, 40 bucks. I just thought it was super cool. It's a good find. I like hey, the, it's just you know, yeah, it's unique. I like the, the inspirational one though, too. Probably a little bit more, just all the settings. I've always been into stuff like that. That's how you I get motivated. My, I've shown you my office, haven't I? Oh, yeah. You can't it's see the walls out. because of it. Yeah, it's I've sick. Got, and then we'll get into it. I've got plans for this office. I'm going to do, uh shelving all up here mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do uh bookshelves i want to put like a something like a fish tank or something in the middle right here and then i want to do put my tv right up here in the corner sounds badass man. a lot of work i want to do this on this room Hell i'm gonna yeah. rip all the carpet out and go back to hardwood repaint it take this fan out and do lighting hell yeah I love and then it. My wife's gonna want another baby, and she, she's gonna take it from me. So. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, that's probably uh, spot on. I mean, you are uh, just you're you're kind of just. Uh, I don't know if you're an afterthought is the right way of putting it, but you know, you're the low man on the totem pole, right? Well, you know what's funny is like the other day I called this our guest room, and she and she's like, "No, you mean your office." I'm like. I don't know what I've done to deserve you, babe. Because we had the big, we fought about it for the longest time. Because she wanted to, get, she kept calling like, no, 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 no. This yeah. is my office. Like, I'll let guests sleep in here when we have to. Mm-hmm. But don't mistake it, okay? So, you found whatever. yourself a lucky one, a good one, a soulmate. She's awesome. I want to start. Do it. Welcome to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. I'm your co-host, Cole. And I am Hayden Huber sitting over in the studio. Cole is remote once again. I'm remote, but I'm in the same town now. That is right. He is back in the great OHIO. Yeah, well, I'm back back in town. 
I got my uh, my beautiful eight year old daughter down here with me, Ava. She's watching a horse show in the other room quietly. I told her she could make a guest appearance if she wanted to. Heck yeah. I said, hey, if you want to be famous, I said, all our millions of listeners, I said, you'll blow up. So we'll see if she peeks her head in. Um, but yeah, we're going remote tonight because I can't, I don't want to drag her all over the place late at night. So, well, you got daddy duties, man. You've got just so much responsibility and on your plate, as I've said in the past. So I'm just amazed that you're able to juggle it all. So thank you. Uh, sometimes it's more like, uh, it's more like, I feel like I'm riding a unicycle. It's like, what am I going to do? Drop the balls for it first? Yeah. Or wreck and fall on my face. That's probably uh, a better way of putting it. Yeah, totally. Did you, did you see, uh, Cincinnati got voted the number one place to live in Ohio? No, we're number nine in the country. In the country? That's awesome. No, I'm talking about, though, there's a separate article that said that we're number one in the state of Ohio. And I read it I as the number the number one place to live in the country, too. But, yeah, I didn't, no, it was just... Nine in, number nine in the country. Awesome. I haven't seen this one. Maybe it was, no, it was number nine. Like, hottest market, place probably. Place to visit in the summer. Oh, yeah, place okay. to visit. Like, okay. place to go for a trip on in the summer. We are quickly changing from what we said. <laughs> Hey, in our mind, it is the number one place to live. And hey, you know what? You can fact check us, but these are some. Maybe these are half opinionated. <laughs> That's okay. We can sprinkle uh, in our opinions. We do it all the time. No, but I, I saw. I, I I did see that. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be up there, though. Like when you actually think about it, in terms of uh, just economics and cost of living, I, I would assume it's got to be a top 25 place. So if anyone is super interested, go out there, fact check us, let us know where Cincinnati stands. But Cole and I think it's number one, but Hey, you know what the, you know what you're leading into? And this might be a little deviating. Dude, we're on, we're unscripted, uh, but just, I was thinking about this. So, you know, growing up, like, I feel like this is a lot of people go through this phase and it just depends on where you live, mm-hmm. but you kind of have this like, Oh, I want to move away or I want to do this. And we don't have a lot here. Right. And you get that mindset. And it's funny because I feel like lately, as you get a little bit older, you start to venture out more. And if you really get outside of your box, mm-hmm. like Cincinnati, for example, if you get outside of your little, let's call it like your township bubble or your, you know, your village bubble, wherever you live. Right. You get outside of that and like get online and say like look at like cool parks in Cincinnati or you know cool like cool events going on this weekend. Yep. You start doing that and all of a sudden you realize holy smokes there's so much to do here. I don't have enough time to do it all. Right. And it's funny because I as we're getting I mean, we're almost you know 30 years old and if we're I'm starting to see friends and you I'm sure you are too that are all moving back here that are all saying the same thing I've been saying for the past seven years is, wow, there's just so much to do here. And I'm like, you're just looking at it differently. Right. So I think that's kind of a good lesson, just analogy of like, just in life in general, Mm -hmm. like sometimes you put your blinders on, right? Totally. And you only look at at things one way and you think it's always been this way or I want to leave or I want to do this. And it's, I'm not saying it's wrong or right to want to leave your hometown, but I mean, Cincinnati is a good example of like, I've heard a lot of people over the years go from 
there's not much to do here. You know, I want to move away to like, I want to come back and oh, wow, there's so much to do. And maybe that's part of, you know, Cincinnati growing, you know, like, and, and more things coming to like all the, all the breweries and stuff like that. But super interesting, like to see how things transition. And once you take your blinders off, there's a lot of aspects in life that we put blinders on and we're not looking where we, you know, at everything, the big picture. Yeah, no, I, I totally, uh, agree with all of that. And yeah, I've got friends that have left town and have done the same thing. They, they boomerang back. And before they left, I kind of asked like, Hey, do you ever plan on coming back? And the majority of the time, not everyone, they always kind of had plans to come back. And some of it is, you know, you do want to kind of see other towns or cities and experience life, which is awesome. And as you said, there's no right or wrong way of doing it, but I think people are starting to recognize that Cincinnati isn't that bad of a place to, to live for numerous reasons. As you said, Cincinnati is growing, uh, more breweries popping up. If you enjoy stuff like that, uh, there's definitely, uh, you know, an amusement park for, for kids, plenty of parks, uh, the food industry, there's so many good restaurants, you know, different cultures of food. And I think, uh, that's highly, um, underestimated around here. We still have, you know, a couple of professional sports teams. Um, you like how I said just a couple, meaning only the soccer team and the football team. I don't know if I should give the Reds, uh, any justice right now. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm a Reds fan. Yeah. They're on somewhat of a little bit of a hot streak, but yeah, no, I, I think Cincinnati is awesome. Um, I'll continue to say it. Um, I mean, maybe myself, I, I need to get out there and, and see the world a little bit more. Maybe I'll, I'll move somewhere, but I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, having, you know, a location uh, or another home in other locations would be ideal as well. But we'd always like to have some type of home base um, in Cincinnati just because it's well, near we'll and dear to my headquarters are here, dude. Amen to that. And then we'll have uh, a few homes scattered throughout the states. And then we'll have some international places, too. Dude, you're We're going, glo- we're going global. That. I don't want that Italian. Vin- I want a. I want a vineyard in France or Italy. I want. I want. Like how cool would that be? <laughs> I, I, a movie. I love that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think a there's a slight lag. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, there's a year. It's called uh, like my first year or something. Hold on, I have to look it up. But it's with Russell Crowe, and it's this dude that's uh. I'm going on left field here, but I'm just gonna run with it. And he is working in. London mm-hmm. and he's a financial guy making buku money, right? Right. And uh his uncle, I think it's France, his uncle passes away. And so he's like, he's kind of like his uncle passed away, had a vineyard and made wine. And, and and he's like, okay, so it's uh a vineyard, what's the right word for it? It's like a chateau, like a big hmm. vineyard with a big nice house, like a state. Yeah. And He's called and they're like, hey, you got to come handle this. You're the only living relative. He's leaving it to you. So he goes back there and he fixes it up and and goes and starts going into town. It's called A Good Year. It's called A Good Year. I just remember it. I have not uh, seen that. I will have to check that out. Hey, though. listeners, I'm telling you, if you want a movie that's going to just like put you in the best mood ever, like uplifting I'm telling you, like Ted Lasso, but like more emotional. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso is phenomenal. Yes, it is. But uh, it, it's 
I'm off on a tangent, but it's basically like this dude ends up going there and he's, he goes from only caring about money and technology and all these ancillary things to like falling in love with not only the, a woman there, but the lifestyle and, and what it could be and seeing things um, for what, you know, being present and seeing the beauty in things and seeing the beauty of things coming to life. And it's like giving me chills just thinking about it because it's such a good movie. And uh, again, just reminds me of like, you know, how much life ha- does have to offer us, but how much the simple things can matter sometimes too. True. Like we overanalyze and reach and, and find all these things to, to fill our attention spans and stuff. And it's at the end of the day, man, like sometimes the simple things are what get the heart going. I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. That'd be sweet to uh, have a place there. I'm muted. How about now? That's good. All right. I was testing something out here. You know, we're always trying different things. Actually, that was Jimmy's fault. Come on, Jimmy. Get it together here. But yeah, speaking of uh, traveling and just uh, exploring the world, and um, I traveled to a wedding this weekend uh, up in uh, Nepa, I guess is what they call it, uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, which I've never been to. I was in uh, West Pittston for a lovely wedding. Um, it was a heck of a weekend. Um, one of my best friends, actually my best friend, I would say, got married, um, and I was actually the the best man, so... Uh, I got to give a speech and uh, yeah, it was just quite the weekend. And I think uh, you were at a wedding yourself too. Yeah, I want to dive into this a bit. Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> unpack this with you. Yeah. So, first of all, how did it feel seeing your best friends? And and, and I, I know him pretty well too. Right. Uh, it's been years since I've seen. I mean, it's been too long since seeing Tommy. we How did it feel? Good. I I was gonna say we're gonna protect. Uh, their name for privacy just just cause but you kind of you kind of spilt it there maybe we can uh edit that How one out. first name nobody knows that's true that's true but anyhow so, how it, did it feel just to see him get married like what was going through your head like a lot of emotions and what i mean the the how do i want to describe this yeah definitely a lot of emotions like great emotions um Going into, so I got there Thursday, um, the wedding was Saturday, um, you know, like the wedding party, a few folks got into town on, on Thursday, um, went to the bride's parents place for dinner, uh, met some people. Um, then Friday was, uh, the groomsmen went out to play golf as well as some other, uh, people, um, just getting ready for, for the weekend. We had the, um, rehearsal dinner later that night. Uh, before that we had, uh, like the rehearsal, uh, at the church. Um, and then there was another celebration after the rehearsal, uh, dinner. Um, so we were bussed around and this was a very small town. Um, and it's quite remarkable the coordination that went on. I know I'm kind of deviating, but <laughs> I'm walking you through kind of everything that happened. And then Saturday night was, um, or Saturday was the, the wedding itself. And, um, the wedding was pretty early. Uh, there was photos before, after, and then obviously there was, I forget what they call it, but it's not like a happy hour, but you know, thank you. Cocktail hour, um, which I guess is kind of like happy hour, but fancier than that. And then there was the actual, uh, wedding, uh, party, 
um, afterwards, well into the night, then, uh, yeah, another after party after that. But, uh, yeah, going back to your original question, like feelings or emotions, like super, super excited for, uh, my best friend to, uh, marry his best friend, his forever best friend. Um, I mean, they make each other, uh, better. And I think that's an important trait uh, of marriage. Like you don't want to rely heavily on like, a person to fill like a void, if that makes sense. Like you come together, at least this is my, um, definition or what, you know, I would want for, uh, a partner someday is just, you know, to compliment one another. And they certainly do. And they definitely make uh, a great team. And I kind of spoke about certain things this way, uh, in the speech that I gave, uh, not to get too deep, but yeah, just super excited for him. Um, definitely, uh, a heck of a weekend, a beautiful weekend. It was nice catching up with some people I haven't seen, um, in a very long time, uh, meeting both their family, uh, and friends, just kind of seeing where she grew up, uh, things like that. And then there was definitely a side where, you know, you start to think about where you are in this case myself. And it's like, darn, like when, when's my time going to come? But you know, that's, that's definitely uh, a selfish thing to say. And that was like literally retro, uh, in retrospect, like on sat or Sunday, like kind of driving back and thinking like, what a beautiful weekend. And then, you know, you start to think about the future and, and plans for, for yourself. So again, just a whole bunch of emotions, but a lot of, a lot of happy, um, and excitement and, I certainly uh, am excited to see those two continue to grow um, in their love and create a family someday. I think that's probably next for them, but who knows? <laughs> first of all, it is not. I'm gonna, I'll, there's a lot to get into there. Well, the first thing I'm going to say, uh, I like that you're you're being a little vulnerable, which I love. When Hayden, when you get that, when you open up, to, like, feel dude, that I I'm not very good at being vulnerable too. So yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll break you down. Slowly, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's, I don't think like you made a comment about um, feeling guilty for, for thinking when's your time. I don't think that's wrong. I think that's a good, I think it's a good feeling to have. Like you're not, and, and I don't know if it's super negative, but I think a lot of us feel like that with certain things in life. Sure. And so I think you, the way you handled it, it sounds like was like a super healthy way to handle it, which is, you know, like, okay, we all process things. We all get sitting there and go, okay, do I want this? Do I want that? We see, we compare, we contrast, and, you know, and it sounds like to me, you were like, okay, like, I'm so happy for them, but when's my time? Like, right. okay, what, like, what am I going to get here? But then you check yourself, you're like, okay, but I'm here for them. Mm -hmm. I'm here for them. I'm happy for them. But it's okay to like get a little bit vulnerable and be like, you know what? Like, and I, and I can tell you right now, Hayden, that diamond is out there for you. That's right. That's the you know, that's the way that I think about it. And uh, I, I guess you're right. I'm being a little bit too critical. And that emotion, like I said, was me like driving home the next day, just reflecting oh, on cool. everything. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool. Yeah. I, love to hear that. <laughs> I think our I think our listeners love to hear that. You're like you're thinking, man. I I you know I I you know for for a phase for my next phase. It's not like part of your next phase of your life will be that you know maybe, maybe could be maybe couldn't be mm -hmm. but you know 
when you find the right one though i'll tell you like you'll know right like, you can't force it I don't know you'll if I've know. ever heard that. You know when you know. No. <laughs> Isn't I'm that the same? You, you know. Yeah. Okay, so I'll give you some, I'll give you some, like background on why why I believe that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got a couple thoughts on your comments about like what you think makes a good partnership in a marriage because I think those are two really cool things. I was at a wedding this weekend too. Uh, I have a few um, questions too that I want to unpack and like get your thoughts on. But yeah, let, keep going with okay, what. So, so I'll say this. So my wife Amanda. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening know her. She's amazing, beautiful. Um, when I met her down in Panama City Beach, I was older than her. She was younger. And we flirted a little bit. She actually picked me up. And she can't argue that because it's true. She picked me up. I was at my lowest of the low. I mean, just sick as a dog, super hungover. Um, and she kind of like started flirting with me. And I remember leaving there and constantly thinking about her. I mean, she lived up in Michigan. I'd met her for a few days on spring break and we kind of texted a little bit. And I just knew, like I knew I was willing to do whatever it took to be around her. Like no matter what it was, no matter, like no matter what I had going on, no matter how pissed off I got when we got in arguments, no matter how frustrating it was being far away, mm -hmm. like I was doing, I was willing to throw everything to the curb to get to go up and visit this woman. Okay, I'd go drive seven hours and skip my classes and this and that. And I'm not suggesting that you should skip stuff in life for a woman, but you know what? Maybe you are though. <laughs> oh, when you love somebody that much, like. And you and I saw and I saw the potential there. Like I just saw, and I think for me, and on my relationship with her, and it's grown so much. Like it's a lot of work. Like yeah. first off, mm -hmm. a lot of work. Being yep. married is a full time job, and just like any job, when you start, you don't perform, and you don't perform consistently. There are going to be repercussions, and that's in the form of a hurt, a hurt relationship or mm -hmm. arguing or stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just like it's a job. I don't mean it in a way that. It's a bad job. I mean it in a way that like you have to consistently work at it. So over the past like eight years, we are on eight years this year mm -hmm. of being married, which is crazy because I'm 28. Congrats, by the way. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say like we have grown so much, but throughout that we've had huge fights. We've had small fights, but I can tell you, Hayden, like, it gives me chills. Like seeing her at the wedding when she was up in the bride's bridal bridesmaid, one of the bridesmaids. I'm sitting there looking at her and go, man, I got lucky. I got lucky. Like all the other stuff, all the fights, everything like that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you know, I'm telling you, you know. Yeah. You're willing to do whatever it takes. Right. So this goes back to like I, I wanted to just real quick comment on that partnership thing. Like that finding somebody that that balances you. And, 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 and that's kind of how I read that comment, meaning somebody that makes you better. Mm -hmm. And that, that doesn't mean makes you better because they give you everything you want. That right. Make you better mm -hmm. because they demand, they inspire you to question for me, Amanda and my relationship has always inspired me to question my actions. Yeah. She doesn't even have to always question them. Now she does. Don't get me wrong. But she's always inspired me to be a better version of myself mm -hmm. because she, you know, the, the beautiful thing about marrying somebody you love is your best friend is you can look at him and go, I, I, want, I want some of those traits. Like, Hayden, I look at you and I say, I want 
some of that, some of that, some of that stuff you've got cooking in the oven. Like I want to, I want to slice that pie, right? <laughs> I want some of that. Feed me some of that. Well, when you find somebody that you want to be a partner with, you want them to rub off on you. Mm-hmm. You want some of that to rub off on you. And I think a lot of that has to do with like looking at them. First of all, picking somebody and knowing that you're equal in everything. Yeah. You know, you take all pride aside, all you know. Uh, beliefs you've had in the past, throw them out the window because you're equal in that. But I think um, finding somebody that you can partner with and then be willing to take your pride and throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. Like if you can do that, which is super hard, like you, it's a recipe for success, but you'll, your partner that you find that that one will do the same thing. So it balances out when you're throwing stuff out the window and you're saying, Forget my old ways. Forget this and that. If you've got someone that really cares, they're going to be doing the same thing. So you're balancing. You're both giving something up to meet right in the middle. I love, that's what makes a beautiful marriage. I love that. Yeah, I can't find. I can't wait to find the the right lady out there. <laughs> I'm being cheesy saying it like that, but yeah, no, I, I think, and I also shared stuff like this uh, about both of them and the the speech or toast that I gave, like my perspective. And again, I'm, I'm not married, but I've been in uh, plenty of relationships. Like communication is like the foundation. I think at the end of the day, like if you were to simplify things, um, and if you're not communicating effectively or constantly, that's where you start to, you know, have those problems. There are going to be times where you do get into those arguments or those fights, but those fights hopefully don't last over long periods of time being like weeks or months because that's just silly you know that's a waste of time and again i'm speaking from the heart some of this is an opinion but again it's all about communication because you can't read your partner's mind no matter how much you love them you know and that's where you gotta be uh vulnerable and kind of let them know what's going on if you're upset or you know just talking about your emotions so they can at least hear you they might not be able to fully understand and at times that's fine. That's all you might need. So I I wanted to kind of sprinkle that in there as well as, you know, any type of relationship, whether it's marriage or just a good friendship, you know, you want to have good communication and that helps build that foundation of trust and trust takes a long time to build. At least I think so. I, I have a tough time of trusting people. Um, so it takes me a little while. I think some people give their trust to people right away, which, you know, right or wrong, that's, you know, one way to, to do things. And then as soon as someone breaks their trust, you know, it kind of then goes away forever. I don't know. Did I lose you there? No, I was just thinking, I was processing that. I think, uh, I want to make the comment, the communication, mm-hmm. the five love, uh, it's a book called five love languages. Mm-hmm. Suggest reading it to anybody that's married in a relationship, not in a relationship, but like looking, because it goes actually through like five different languages uh, that we each speak of, of being loved and communicating. And there's, there's five different versions of it. And if you don't understand what your partner's love language is, a lot of the times you're going to totally miss the boat on what makes them feel special. Yeah. So like my wife's love language is not me telling her is not verbal. Mm-hmm. So there's a communication called verbal love language, which is, I love you. I care about you. Like she likes to hear that stuff. Right. But it's kind of like this. What she cares about is acts of kindness or act, like acts, basically. So no, I don't need to tell her I love her, but if I if she asks me to do something and I do it, or if I pick if I do some laundry that she was gonna have to do, that's what that's what makes her feel loved. So super interesting book. Um, you did not lose me. I just 
want to point that out because I think that's a good book. Yeah, no, I, I've uh, read like a Sparknote version of that, but I, I need to read that again. Totally uh, think that is a fascinating and good read for, for anyone. One other thing that I wanted to pull up as we talk about marriage and then I'll kind of throw out some questions to you about other things that I was thinking about and just get your thoughts because this is a huge topic. But saw this on Instagram. Before you get married, discuss Bill's parenting styles um, sorry, it closed here. So yeah, discuss Bill's parenting styles, credit, debt, how to deal with family, what belief will be installed in your children, childhood traumas, sexual expectations, partner expectations, financial expectations, your family health history, their family health history, bucket list, dream home, career, education, political views, and whatever else comes in mind. Again, that's almost everything under the sun. But at the very end, it says love is not enough. So basically, the way that I process this is, you know, physical touch or like, love can mean a lot of different things. But I think a lot of us, at least guys probably think of love as just, you know, just physical or or sex. And, you know, there's a lot more than just that to, to a relationship and to a marriage. So I think that's super important to, you know, make sure you're getting into those really important conversations before you would, you know, want to get married. Because if you kind of take that leap and some people do and it works out, but I think a lot of times people really don't uh, get into those conversations for whatever reason. And I think that's one of many reasons why there are a lot of divorces out there, but it's super important to have those heart to hearts or those really deep conversations on topics such as those items that I threw out there. So that was just a really cool thing that I saw. And I actually retweeted it or whatever, um, on, uh, Instagram yesterday on my story. <laughs> so I would, I would follow that with, cause I, I love that. And I think to me, what I hear when you're saying that stuff, you're listing these things mm-hmm. is like, if you're really serious about somebody, mm-hmm. Like those are conversations that you need to have because not because you can agree or disagree. It's not about that. Yep. It's about knowing where you stand yep. and knowing yep. who you're marrying, like knowing who you're committing to. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think it's important because those are discussions like to have an equal partnership. You need to have an equal understanding of, of where each side's coming from. You're not always going to agree on that stuff. But again, I think a lot of like, all that stuff, I don't think it's all 100% necessary, but I think the gist of that for the way I understood that is having serious conversations that have weight to them. So you know where you guys stand. So when things come up in life, you've already just, you already know how you're going to approach it because you've agreed on that or you've discussed it instead of it all of a sudden something blowing up in your face and going, how are we going to handle it? And one of you is over here and one of you is over here. Like if you could go into it knowing you're going to be on the different side, but you got to find a way to be in the middle. It's a lot different. So, so I think some of that, what? Uh, I think there's a slight lag tonight. So apologies folks. But yeah, no, I was going to say that's, that's so true. Like what, what I just read off, you know, you can take that literally, which I kind of was approaching it that way, but I, I would agree. You don't need to go into all of that, but the way that I'm uh, responding to hearing what you you state there is like, it's important to have those conversations, whatever it might be that you basically want to make sure that you guys both have a shared understanding of like what your principles or values are in life. That's kind of what I I think is most important. And as you mentioned, which is super important too, you're not always going to agree with one another and that's all right. You know, 
Um, that's what makes each person unique and recognizing that. Um, but there are probably certain things that you might want to see kind of eye to eye. And if you don't, that might be where you end up having to, to draw the line. And again, you can get into the weeds and slice and dice that so or many com- different ways. Or even compromise. Yeah. Or even compromise. Or even last thought. Or you take those things, you have a discussion about them, and you determine like, okay, I'm in tr- I'm responsible for this. This is the way we're going to do this, and you're responsible for that. So you divide and conquer. Yeah. And you got to be okay with that. So no, I, I really like that call out because I think those are a lot of really good deep topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about until they're so far into it and they're like, oh, well, and then then it becomes a deal breaker for them because right. they're so far along and they go, why didn't I don't even know this person, I guess. And it's like, maybe you should have just talked about that. And it wouldn't have been such a big deal eight months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So some other things that I was thinking about, like in the moment as, uh, you know, the wedding uh, weekend was going on is first off, you know, you, you kind of want to know, all right, what's the, uh, what's the talent look like, you know, going in or you, yeah, you try yeah. to, you want to get a lay of the land and especially being in the wedding party, like, or any of the, uh, bridesmaids single, right? <laughs> I think that's a normal question. And I'm sure some of the, I, I'm sure some of them are thinking the same thing, but the thing is, which, you know, I kind of found out pretty early on, most of them were either already married or, you know, dating someone. So it's like, ah, that, that kind of sucks. And then from there, it's just meeting maybe other relatives or people that get invited. But most times I don't know too many, I don't know, single women that are going to be there if they're not part of the the wedding party itself, if that makes sense. Right. It's not like wedding crashers. Right, right. Everyone makes it look so easy and stuff. But anyways, where where I'm going with that is, do you think that, um, how do I, I'm being somewhat vulnerable, but I I think that, um, do you think it's fair game to to hit on people that uh, are seeing other people? But like, to me, I, I would say, <laughs> what? You're that's a right. the wrong guy. 100%. What? To that's all right to do, or that's bad to do. If you don't know the person, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how right or wrong it is. I mean, if if it's like you're if you know the guy and he's your buddy, then yeah, it's probably wrong. No, that's what but I'm it, saying. Like, if you don't, you you don't know who who yeah. the other per, you think that's Dude. fair game. And absolutely, yeah, okay, because it's competition. My boyfriend when I met her, really. Shit, dude, that's deep. I'm thinking of a million things. So yeah, to take that even a step further, like what about like the the women that, yeah, are seeing someone and they don't even have like their dates with them. Like to me, that's even like more fair game, right? Because like- dude, if the, Whoever their date is is really messing up. Yeah. There's a bigger issue there. So you know what, step in. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get, I guess like they, yeah, I, there could be a million things, but unless that, you know, person, uh, I'm not condoning like going up and like slapping them on the ass and being like, Hey baby, dude, <laughs> yeah, that's not my MO, but I meant like just no, flirting I'm, and I'm stuff. Saying, like, but Dude, you never know. Yeah. Like, you never know, you know, take the swing. Cause it, it, you know, if she's, if, if dude, she I, 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 I needed you there, man. 
my oh, my my best friend was my best friend was getting married and obviously had a million other things on his mind and I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting I needed a wingman. Cole, you would have helped me out and I would have walked out of there, you know, the luckiest man alive, most likely. <laughs> Dude, who knows? Your, your future wife said right now. I'm that's surprising. <laughs> hey, I mean, may, maybe though. You you never know. I mean, how freaking weird or cool or whatever would that be if that were the case or i, I don't know anyways yeah so that was one thing and were, I, there, any, were there any like cute yeah bridesmaids yeah like, yeah I, I mean i don't want to talk too much about it because and that's why i said earlier on like i didn't want to disclose his name but as you said it was just the first name for some of the people that might know you know whoop de do but yeah, I, I, and there was definitely, there was a, there was a couple and then there's one that, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> but, Dude, uh, I got a plan for you. <laughs> we can off air this if you want, but yeah, I say, I say we, I say we off air it for sure because I don't want, uh, I don't want to spill the beans and I think it's kind of, kind of rude too, but yeah, yeah. I, I guess the other thing is, isn't, uh, what do they call it? I mean, I I fucking right. Uh oh, you're. Is Ava making an appearance? I gotta. We might have our first guest appearance of the night. Cole is uh, talking to his daughter, folks. Go. Oh no! You just yelled at Ava. No, I you didn't. You didn't. I was just being nice. Yeah. Oh my good grief! No, she's like. Can I have a, she's like, can I look something up? I don't let her surf stuff on the internet. I just won't. I love I love that, that you have that rule. You, you don't want her to... Yeah, yeah. There's too much stuff available. Yeah. But she's like, can I have a snack? Dude, the girl ate like half a chicken. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like uh, those chickens you get at Kroger like the, in the bags. Yeah, I love know. those things. Yeah. Yeah, so I got one of those. So she probably ate like half of it. Mm-hmm. And a thing of strawberries. I already had a snack. And she's like, can I have another snack? I've only had one. Like, we just ate a little bit ago. I'm like, no. She's growing. I remember my parents having those same conversations with me. And it's like, if your kid's hungry, your kid's hungry though. I mean, look, I don't have kids, so I'm giving you unsolicited advice, but like, how do you, if your kid's hungry, like let them eat even more. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's like when they're just hungry, cause they want to eat sweets. Well, true. But see, I know my daughter well enough to know that what she's going is can I have another snack. And then she's going to call it with Oreos. Uh huh. And she's going to be like, and I'm like, no, you can't have that. She'll go back down and then she'll come up with like Reese's cups. Right, 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 right. That's the track she's on after eight o'clock. That's all she wants. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was me, but maybe not so much with just like snacks. It was just, uh, I don't know. Anyhow, back to what we were talking about. I I was saying like, I fucking is a thing, right? You know? It is. Definitely saw a little bit of that, and you know, maybe maybe was something was in the air, but I, you know, again, we can talk more offline. I don't, I, I want to be careful about that, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on, yeah, you know, they weren't yeah, married, I, their I think- their date wasn't there, and I so I didn't have the, uh, and normally I kind of beat to my own drum, and I I really don't care. Like I just I was respectful, and I didn't really do you know really anything and have that much talk or communication, but you, you body language says in my mind a lot more than sometimes it verbal. Sounds like you guys had, it sounds like you have a connection. Right. I did. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll, have to, we'll, we'll dive deeper. Into it. I think, um, I think the rep that, that topic, I think 100% if you're respectful, 
mm-hmm. and not a sleazeball. One thousand like, per one thousand percent. Yeah. Like any anything for me, like I mean, like my I have a gorgeous wife. Like if a dude comes up and I'm not there and he's flirting with her, like be my guest. I don't care. Like to be quite first frank, of all, like, that should be a compliment too, right? Because like you've done saying, so like, well, right? And if you guys truly love one another, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing there. You're human beings. Point. Yeah, that's my point. Like if she's happy, yeah, and it's gonna go nowhere, and you're not hurting anything, right? If she's not happy, then it might go somewhere for you, right? So what I'm saying is, you got nothing to lose, dude. We got to talk more offline. There's there's a lot to unpack there, but uh, yeah, um. There was something else that I wanted to get into that was related to the entire weekend, and it's kind of uh, eluding me at this time. But definitely, go ahead. What friendships? Well, yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, so before we kind of get into that, and it, it, this is a perfect lead way is unfortunately, and I know you had something like this happen, and we've talked about this uh, over the past few months too in terms of like would it be a good topic to talk about and how deep do we want to get into and again i i sprinkled in a small part of this in my my toast but you know life has its highs and lows and you know your partner will be there with you or should be there hopefully uh during you know any point in time um until their their end of time but anyways um i'm kind of blabbering there We, we experienced a loss of a good friend and you know, that really made me kind of reflect on just a whole bunch of things in life, but kind of how I led into the the toast was, you know, I want to tell you guys how I feel about you. And I, don't, I, I would hate to be talking to you guys if you, as if you weren't here. Does that make sense? Because I was able to give a speech like that only two months before, and it was definitely a different type of speech. And again, sharing uh, what I enjoyed the most about that person that was no longer there, but I wanted to share that type of sentiment, but in the moment with those people and who they were. Here's what, here's what I, here's how I feel about you. And I'm going to tell you why you're here, not in an obituary when you're gone. Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. You just gave me chills. Like, I love that. You're like, no, I'm not going to wait till it's too late and you're in heaven. I'm going to tell you now. Mm -hmm. Yep. For sure. I love that. Yeah. That's vulnerability, man. You're like, you're opening up the onions. Like, dude, I can, I I can, I can write. Uh, I, I mean, at least I think I can write and I I got a lot of good feedback, but anyhow, I'm getting a little off track again with that. Like it was making me think, and this ties into like relationships, but like, I think I can do a better job of being a better friend and just like curating isn't the right word cultivating like new friendships or just making sure that the friendships that i've had like if they're ones worth continuing to fertilize and grow like i need to do a better job because you know life's too short you don't know when you might lose a a french friend um or a friendship and not to say that the person that i lost we didn't stay in touch because we did we were very close like again one of my other best friends and, and good friends growing up but I, I think I, I've definitely alienated maybe some relationships that I should look at maybe trying to fix, if that makes sense. I don't know. Or just, again, going out and meeting uh, new people um, and growing um, as a human uh, being and just seeking out new experiences. I'm being very vulnerable in a 
very broad way, if that makes sense. I uh, I would say that one of the things I'll challenge you to do, which I've challenged myself to do, and I'm not always great at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. You've probably noticed this. Like I, I'm very outspoken about how I feel about individuals that I care about. Yeah. Like I'll tell you, like, dude, I really appreciate you. You're kicking butt. But I, I try to do that, or I'm proud of you. I try to do that with the people that are a really core part of my life. Mm-hmm. I've done that, A, because I like, I, I know I like hearing that. Yeah. Right? And if I know I like hearing that, I'm sure I will do. But I don't ever want people to not know where they stand with me. Right. I want, I want, I want people to know that at the end of the day, like, this is cut and dry how Cole feels about me. Yeah. So I would challenge you. If you're saying it sounds to me like you were vulnerable in that, Hayden, and I would say like, and all our listeners, like I challenge all of you guys and myself included, I'm going to challenge myself when I'm feeling a certain way, a certain positive way or an emotion towards somebody that I care about. I'm going to challenge myself and all of us to tell them mm-hmm. like, Hey, here's, here's how I feel about you. Like, Here's what I think. Like, I'm, I'm so thankful to have you, or I'm so proud of you or great job. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is what I see when I, when I like in you, this is, this is what, this is what your friendship means to me. This is what your relationship means to me. And I think if we were, if we did that to each other more, we wouldn't all be so confused as where we sit with everyone else. We wouldn't be so worried about what other people thought. Right. Don't beat around the bush. Right. <laughs> I think that's what you're kind of, yeah. Man. So many times we like to hold, we like to hold compliments back or, but there is a, there is an art to that though, too. And that's where me just being so analytical and over analytical, you, you know me, I say that all the time when I'm with you, like, well, if I say this, it could go this way. You know, I'm in my head too much is another way of putting it. But there is a point though, where, or there are instances where maybe if you are too vulnerable or you share too much, like I could backfire, you know? So there's, there's always go share a ton. I'm saying, Make sure the people you care about that have impacted you know how much they've impacted you. Sure. To all of our listeners. Like, sure. Right. While they're here, make sure they know. Right. Like that text message that you need to send because you saw, you know, you see a friend post something you haven't talked to him in, in a few months, but you see a post something that's like, I got a new job or something. Send him a text. Right. Like, hey, right. Remove right. your pride or ego. Like, you know, they take haven't the reached out to me. Or take the 30 seconds or a minute. We none of us like to pick up the phone anymore. Right. Hey, I've got some time. I'm in the car. How are you doing? Yeah. I can't tell you how many of my friends I have to call still, which I don't mind doing it, but they're like, hey, I was just, I was thinking about you the other day. Mm-hmm. Why the hell didn't you call me? Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Let me know how it's going. Right. Yeah, no, I the the one other thing reflecting back on the weekend though, which was cool, which is kind of the way that you were just describing that with picking up the phone and talking to people is I was living in the present or the moment. Like I wasn't really on my phone at, at all. Um, I wasn't on social media for like three days and it felt so good. And then Sunday it was like, I was a crack addict and I was on it a million times checking things and reliving, you know, the entire, uh, weekend and such. But yeah, I think it's, it's so important to, not get too caught up in wanting to constantly, you know, videotape things. And, you know, I'm super guilty of it, but, uh, just, just live in the moment. I know I'm deviating from what we were just again, talking about, but, uh, it's unscripted, just, baby. yeah, unscripted as, as we say over here. 
Can I throw something out there while we're talking to this camera view you've got right now? Yeah. Up close and personal. I like it. Heck yeah, man. Jimmy. Nice job, buddy. We'll have to, uh, uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's been uh, a little much lately. (laughs) Come on. Now we only have good things to say about Jimmy. We might have to put an X on the floor so so we can get the same uh, views next time because we we do change it up even if it's super super minor we don't get these. Listen, our 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 viewers and listeners are going to be stoked to know that I'm coming back even though our YouTube hasn't gotten a whole lot of hits. Hey, <laughs> it's all relative, man. Our YouTube videos are popping off, and they might pop off even more after this episode because we both have been getting into some good stuff which is par for the course. And I've been a little bit more vulnerable and I think people enjoy hearing stories like that. Well, I wasn't being negative. I was no, just I know. Saying, I was <laughs> just saying that I'm going to be in, back in studio starting Wednesday. Get it while it's hot. He's gassing it up. Bum, 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 bum. We got flamethrower. <laughs> if only we had sound effects. One day when we get an intern, a true intern. Sorry, Jimmy, I know. I just went from you're a good guy to bashing you again. But Jimmy's like a... Jimmy's like a <laughs> dude, he's like a glorified... It's almost like Jimmy doesn't exist, but he does, but he doesn't. But yeah, it's one... Almost like, it's almost like he's a figment of our imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said, well said. But when, when we do get that intern, you know, we'll be able to uh, take things up a notch even more Jimmy than where we are. Jimmy might be a... Maybe it'll be... which speaking of interns we might have an intern very soon which we'll have to make an announcement when that happens we'll keep it under wraps for now in terms of who that might be but uh as cole and i always like to tease good things to come the best is yet to be lopez right Uh, he's in the running but uh we got someone better than that someone local (laughs) Come on now. I only thought of him because I saw a commercial with him the other day. Is he behind me? Hey! It was so corny. Yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like Mario. But the whole thing was like, I did this and I changed my life. But I couldn't stop watching it because it was three minutes long. But then he didn't actually tell you what he did to change your life. <laughs> and then it said like, you had to like subscribe. Oh, and dude, that's like, clickbait, man. It. Yeah. I was like watching it. I'm like, okay. He's yeah. about to say it. Yeah. He's about to say it. This is the point where they tell us. On and on and on and on and on. And then it just like ends. It's like, click here to subscribe. I'm like, are you joking me, Mario? Dude, the amount. Then this was online though, right? You said? Or, yeah. Yeah. There, dude, there's, excuse me. There is so much stuff like that out there where they hook you and then you keep reading or you, it's a video. And then at the end it says like, you know, you have to scru- subscribe or pay. And then it's like, gosh, damn it. But uh, yeah, that, that's super frustrating. One other thing, and I have it right here next to me. Let me try to get it on the screen a little bit better. This is the stuff that I was talking about the other uh, episode that I've been kind of taking. I've been taking this religiously, which is the Carbon 360 Plus. Um, And it's like a molecule that's supposed to basically make you live long, very, very long. We'll see how that works out. And then this stuff is the, and I think, Cole, you said you've taken this before. Maybe not this exact brand, MCT. but MCT oil. Yeah, this brand is bulletproof. And again, this is by the guy that I've been really bought into and just learning from him. Again, I don't believe everything or do everything that he says, which is fine. That's why you listen to uh, influencers um, or just whomever and pick and choose what you want. But yeah, MCT oil. 
wanted to well, show that again. I, I want to throw, I think it's, I think we're close to wrapping up and I just want to throw a shout out to one person. Yeah. That was on a podcast recently. Joe Burrow, Mr. Burrow was on a podcast, full send podcast and shout out to Joe Burrow. Come on unscripted exchanges. Okay. I'm like for you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. He was on a non-local podcast. I'm just saying, come in, support local podcasts is all I'm getting at. Joe, Mr. Joe Burrow, your stud. Get on our show. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I, I love that you are speaking that uh, into existence. Not come on the show. We can't wait to have you on the show, Joe. Um, Cole and I. Uh, we'll get Jimmy to, we'll get Jimmy to <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll make things happen. And that was cool because it was filmed at the precinct. But he doesn't really like to be out in public if you watch you know, any of the, the interview. But I know, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll you. have a good conversation. No, I, I, I don't blame him either. No, not at all. All right. We wrapping up, Cole? You We're opening and, up, and closing? Or am I closing? You know what? I'll close. I'll close. I'm a you closer. know what? Who am I? I'm being demoted. I might not be on the yeah. next episode. It I'll might be, just be the Cole Hazenfield show. Coffee's <laughs> for closers. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Unscripted Exchanges. Stay tuned. We've got an awesome guest, Hari, coming on. Woohoo. Can't wait to Sunday. meet him. So not the next episode, but the following one. I think that'll be 43. Uh, he started his own software company about five years ago. Super cool, super innovative. Uh, great story, entrepreneur. Excited to have him on. Um, we've got some merch that, again, it's it's in the works. We're just figuring out our supply chain right now to make sure we can give you guys awesome quality, super good pricing. Um, I think the design's got a lot of good feedback. So just keep supporting us. Keep listening. Uh, we'd love to continue the engagement. Let us know what you want to hear, what you liked, what you didn't like. And um, maybe one day we'll do a live call. We'll do some call-ins, I think, one day. Not maybe. One day we are. Love that. Yeah, I don't have an yeah. exact date because I don't know when we want to drop that, but right. it's coming. Yes, sir. Love it. Thank you, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Bye.